Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Next Level Show. Guys, I need a vacation from a vacation. I literally just said that before we, Mike, send it as he says it. Let's send it. We're on. We're live. We're activated. You're on vacation right now and you need a vacation? That sounds so like I, what I'm saying. So I have a vacation coming up technically this weekend, which is not really a vacation because it's for a wedding. Do I have downtime? Yes. Will my phone be without service for most of the time because it's another country? Yes. But you know how to, you know, if it's a wedding, if it's something that you have something scheduled, it's really not a vacation because I'm not doing whatever I want. I have something I have. a. I have to show up. Imagine if are, I go to a, imagine if I go to a place. I am not. Well, I'm part of this. I'm in the ceremony. I'm going to be there. I attended dinner, ceremony, rituals, whatever that mm-hmm. goes on. Um, sacrifice. No, I'm just kidding. Not that far. Um, and it's just going to be, you know, a busy Saturday. I get there Friday. I ended up having to fly later than I wanted to. And yeah, I won't be relaxing until I told the guys until I am in Jamaica on the beach with the waves hitting my feet, smoking weed. Damn, that rhymed. That rhymed. Bars. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. So, I mean, anytime you have something coming up like that, you have to, what you would normally have five days or a week to do, you got to now do it in like, what, three, four days or whatever the case may be. Right. So I think it's just condensing everything and just having, and also making sure that things are taken care of or your bags packed. Is this happening? Is that happening? You know, so it can be a little bit uh, stressful, but yeah, I mean, you're not in the wedding party. You'll be good. You'll be, you'll be able to, to have more downtime than you think. I mean, depending on how strict these, you know, the, whomever's wedding is, maybe they're super, you know, organized and scheduled and be like, we need to do this at 1215 until 1230 and then start eating at 1245. And at one o'clock, we'll have, you know, something meticulously scheduled like that. I presume that it's not. So you'll be I you'll you'll have much more time than you think. How do you guys generally speaking? Because this is something I was thinking about the other day. How do you guys feel about like, I would consider that to be a destination wedding where you're going to Jamaica, the whole fucking shebang is happening in Jamaica. If you want to go to that fucking wedding, you're going to Jamaica, bitch. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of like, I guess it's like, it depends on the couple. Of course, it's their choice, but for everybody involved, it's a bit more of, it's a bit more work. To yes. go to the wedding, you know, if, yes. if, it, if it's like family time, you know, that because like when I think of a wedding, I'm not like super religious. It's, you know, you're doing it for, you know, you two and then like family members to go see and all that kind of stuff. Like going to Jamaica for that, though, like, but at it's the same kinda... time, I can uh-huh. see it being cool. Like, you know, I want to go to Japan. Fuck it. I want to get married in Japan. There's my trip. That'd be awesome. Honeymoon no, it's, it's a little, it, it, you know how if you try to plan a wedding imagine you um getting married and you have you know your list you say okay i want to have invite only 50 people because i want to have it small next thing you know it's like 100 150 the way to just chop that all down is to have a destination wedding and the money that you would have spent for you know here you would have spent x amount of dollars you know let's just say you know ten thousand or whatever 
we'll just use that to kind of go go away somewhere and then it's a much more intimate setting you are not going to have everyone there because of the commitment it would take to go over there so it's 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 a it's a couple things one it's something that can be used to you know whittle, whittle down your your guest list but also maybe if you have a certain connection to to a place then you would want to have uh, have it over there if you just don't want to have it here or whatever the case may be then if you have a connection with japan and or you just think like it's see that. pretty awesome then have it over there that makes sense yeah that's kind of like kind of like weeding out the the riffraff right there, there you go yeah see who yeah. really likes me See, go. the way I look at it when I, there was a destination wedding that was in Hawaii, but the the way that was presented with this dude, it was super short notice, at least with Jamaica's trip. It's a, it's a closer trip. It's not a cheap thing by any means, but it's, he was given with, it was given to me with enough notice. And, you know, I had months over a year to know about this. And then by, I had deadlines that kind of were fluctuated between payments. So you can basically do a payment here final payment here confirm any changes here um overall that process hasn't been bad it's it's more so i think what's getting me is the fact that we now live in with covid restrictions bro i have to schedule a test by this time with these amount of hours juggling it between work (laughs) it's like this whole ordeal on top of you know just taking a trip and flying i have to pack a suit have to buy a suit i had to buy a new one because i lost apparently my other one which is suits for men cheap as you can go typically is what like a couple hundred bucks i mean i spent close to 400 dollars on mine um and i couldn't you know i because i'm also pretty picky with that i'm not going to spend like a 100 bucks on a suit that's all bulky and i gotta get that slim fit you know it's just all about the the aesthetics here and uh um, always always um and i'm carless right now i haven't got my car back i sent it to the shop last wednesday i'm hoping i get it back by maybe today latest tomorrow obviously i leave probably out of town tomorrow so it's 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 like it's an accumulation of things i feel overall i'm ready to go it's fine i'm it's good it's just that with work then last minute people asking for stuff that they need help with it's like a bunch it's an accumulation of things right that just are adding to my responsibilities um overall the way i refrain i reframe this because it sounds like i'm just bitching right now which i'm really in at the bottom line i'm really not i always tell myself is these are good problems these are good problems to have i'm busy with work that's a good problem um i'm have a lot i have people that needed something that's a good problem at least they, they trust me to ask me you know they feel like i'm competent to do this um i'm stressed out a little bit with the trip hey i'm grateful that you thought of me um to have me on your special day um all great problems. The fact that I can do them all is a blessing of itself. And I literally told myself this out loud this week. It's just that right now I'm feeling that mental fatigue. Um, it feels like it's thick. It's been like a, a week and it's only been a few days, really. It's like these days are super long. But um, yeah, man, I'm excited overall. Get some sun, go to a tropical place. I haven't been out of the country since 2019. Um, so it'll be cool. Bro. You you live in a tropical place. <laughs> like, come on, bro. You want to get some sun? Go outside. Uh, this is I, true, but you know what? It's, it's, it's different. I know I this place. It's, I get it. I, I stopped to understand. drive. We stopped to we stopped to drive at least like thirty minutes to go to the beach. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a suite. I'm gonna walk right outside. There's gonna be a pool. I imagine a nice beach right there. I saw the pictures. The 
place looks dope and it's all inclusive. That means food, calorie surplus. That means drinks. Obviously, Mike, I know you don't drink, Gabe. I know you probably drink a little bit, but um, not at all either. You, well, okay. Negative. Um, so I'm going to be having fun. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, the other, okay, this is the most annoying part about this whole trip. You want to hear what it is? Please. It's not COVID testing. It's nothing. There's an all white party after the wedding. Oh, that was even legal anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're telling me you're not invited to that. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So I is that what's go. bothering you so much? You can't go to the I'm, party. <laughs> I'm offended. Yes. <laughs> no. So, bro, I don't remember the last time I owned a pair of white pants. You know, it's just not something I go out of my way to go get a pair of white isn't pants. There a, yeah, no. Isn't there a rule about that? Like no white no what, pants after, after Labor Day? Yeah. Is that it? Okay. But isn't every day after Labor Day? Yeah, right. So, Labor Day is what, September? Correct. I, th- I think yes. you're good, Jonathan. You Remember. can, you'll be fine. Yeah. So basically, this is the, this is the, the the annoying piece. The suit. I was like, I'm excited. I'm I need a suit, and I love having a suit. I like dressing up, man. I look looking professional. I never minded that. But the white pants thing. Surprisingly enough, you have to go to specific stores to have this because apparently not all men's stores have white jeans. There's only a select few. Um, I bought a pair that were super cheap because I'm only planning on wearing these fuckers maybe once and then just getting rid of them, leaving their, leaving them there in the remains of the island. And, um, dude, tell me how, like, I forget. I haven't bought jeans in, like, over, like, over a year and a half to two years. It's been, I think, since the last time I bought a pair of jeans. I have to buy specific kind of jeans that stretch because if they don't, then – I'm very quad and hamstring and glute dominant. So my lower half, man, is I'm just, I'm thick. Um, so, so basically, dude, these pants don't stretch. They have no features like that. And they're tight. Where this is coming into is because on top of that, they didn't have a fitting room. So I couldn't try them on before I bought them. So I had to go by blind faith that I trust my size. And that's why I didn't want to actually continue losing more weight and gaining weight. I had to be within a certain range of weight that I knew I could balance. I can fit into this type of clothes because when I got super lean last time, my clothes wasn't fitting me. So after I passed a certain weight range, yeah, clothes starts to fall off, underwear starts to fall off. Not cool. So I kind of stayed in the low one sixties and it fits I had to go to the bathroom of the mall, the public bathroom. It's this is like a Miramar outlets. You guys know which one that is. Listeners, it's an outdoor mall. It's an outlet place. So I went to uh, the public restroom. You know how we, t- you know how some clients t- say, why are we doing this particular exercise when you make them stand on one leg, balance, do a Romanian deadlift or a split stance squat or just like yeah. anything that requires them to balance? They're like, what's this for? This This is stupid. No, it's not. You will need it one day. So tell me how I'm in the bathroom. I had to take off my shoes um, to put these pants on and I'm standing on my shoes so I don't touch the nasty floor. And with one leg at a time, I'm putting on these pants that do not stretch. So I'm getting into like a Romanian deadlift, an up, uh, basically uh, like a knee to my chest, getting my leg in there, swapping sides, not trying not to touch the floor. 
and yeah, dude, all balanced. That bathroom had no rails. It had zero regard for handicapped people that need an assistance on to get up from the toilet. Zero regard. It was a big stall. And I'm just there balancing myself out. I forgot I didn't bring any draws. So I'm basically free balling my shorts. So dude, if I would have fought, fall, <laughs> that would have been nasty. <laughs> oh, I was just like, damn. Like, would have been, it would have fell like backwards into the toilet. And it, toilet seat would have been up. Oh, disgusting. That's oh. like a pro uh, pro game of the floor is lava. Yes. Is there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I basically mastered the skill at balancing myself and I was able to try them on successfully. The taking off part was the hard one because my calves are tight and I no. couldn't get the damn pants off. I'm seeing a clear solution here. Cutoffs. Just, just cut those go. legs right off, bro. Be bold, right below the pocket. Boom, short shorts. You're in Jamaica. Exactly. It'll be fun. where else can you wear that? <laughs> exactly. It won't be frowned upon. Exactly. <laughs> I just walk in quads out, just Daisy Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of scruff, you know, just all natural. But yeah, dude, I, I picked the worst day to free ball. Um, the typical shorts that I have have like an inline in them, so they are technically like underwear. So I don't have to wear actual underwear with these shorts it's just a bad combo that i was actually in a bad mood while i was leaving because i'm like bro it's hot as fuck i'm sweating it has been it makes it much harder to put on clothes take off clothes yeah it was just a it was overall very stressful day and this is kind of why it's been an accumulation of things just so the listeners understand what's happening but circling back good problems that's Um, all I have something exciting to tell you guys. It's not nearly as exciting as uh, Jamaica or white pants or anything like that, but I've been looking for a specific kind of tree for my yard. And I finally found one. It's called a rainbow eucalyptus. It's a eucalyptus tree, uh, which are native to Florida. This one's rainbow colored. It is literally multicolored. So it's, it, it's a, it's kind of like a swamp tree. So it grows up really, really tall and it has this gigantic canopy uh, once it matures. But the cool part about it and the reason that it becomes rainbow eucalyptus is as the bark strips off, there's a like an enzyme or a chemical or something in the tree that reacts with oxygen um, or something else in the air and it turns colors. So the first color that you get out of it once the bark comes off is like a bright green. And then as time goes on and the tree loses more and more bark, the green eventually turns into a different color, a blue or a red or an orange. Um, And then with enough time and enough of that bark, you get this really, really cool mosaic of like multicolored strips all up and down the tree. Um, I spent fucking more money on this tree than I really thought I would, but I've been looking for a while. So I kind of had to act, but I'm getting that delivered either tomorrow or Friday. So it'll be in the ground in my house, not in my house, outside my house. Um, by the end of the week, I'm super excited. Can't wait. And then, but, and then just real quick next week, we're getting our fucking privacy fence installed. So nice. It's like a big day for the Nilis household. There you go. Or a big Does week. it still have that, uh, that, the traditional eucalyptus scent? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's still eucalyptus. Um, right. And then I did get curious cause I never really thought about this, but apparently it is, um, it is poisonous to a certain degree. So if 
the dog were to eat it um, or if the child were to try and taste some of the bark or the leaves or even, I, I think it's just the bark, not the leaves, but you have to consume a massive amount of it. Um, like you would see the other symptoms before you died, like vomiting and nausea and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. One of the uh, symptoms in dogs is depression. So if we, if we notice Chester getting a little sad boy going, then uh, we know what he's doing, but I'm super excited. I've been, I've been wanting one of those trees for, I don't know, like 10 years or so. It's been a long time. They're really, really cool looking, super excited. Nice. Gotta gotta share that when those change those things start changing colors. I gotta see that because I yeah. still have. I mean, you tell you explain that to me, and I still can't even picture like a real live tree that would do that. Yeah, I mean, not serious. Like you can look it up, uh, rainbow eucalyptus on Google. He's like, I'm the, not gonna show you. Look it look up, up images. Yeah. yeah, just just fucking do that shit. What the it's fuck? What cool. I look like? Actually, you know what? I'm gonna screen share that shit. Um, but yeah, that's super exciting. You know. Um, I don't know that there's necessarily anything else that's really like cool going on in my life. I got the tattoo. Um, I already, you know, we already talked about that. No, mm -hmm. I think that's cool, man. I mean, what, how, to be honest, did you ever see yourself you know, just a couple of years ago thinking I'm going to be excited to have a tree? Actually, I was having this conversation with uh, one of my clients um, yesterday because I've been telling all of my clients about it because I'm so excited. Um, and no, if you had told Mike from 2013 that he'd be excited about getting a privacy fence and a tree for the house that he just bought with his son and his girlfriend, he probably would have laughed at you. Because um, <laughs> like, I never, ever would have imagined that I put value on... Well, there goes my phone. Uh, I never would have imagined that I put value on, you know, the house and the fence and the tree and stuff like that. Family mm -hmm. is different. I've always wanted a family, but um, yeah, no, I would have been like, why are you spending that much money? Why don't you get a new graphics card for your computer or more yes. tattoos? Dude, I saw, I saw one of my uh, friends that invited me over for this uh, dinner thing I went to on Sunday and they bought a new grill and I looking. It made me really want a new grill because my grill is kind of getting beat up. Really, it's been used for years now, man. It's been some of the one of the layers under the, the the bars is broken, so now more fire gets through that part than you know the other parts. And uh, I'm thinking about just tossing that those those protective sheets. Um, I guess they're just mainly just there to protect the 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 fat of the meat from going on to where the flame comes out of. Yeah, um, that's the only function I see out of those things. And because now they're not, they're literally broken. Like they they have holes now from so much use, a little bit of rust here and there throughout the last couple of years. But now I'm enc I'm encouraged to buy a new grill. Because I saw it looks, I think, really identical to yours, Mike. Mm -hmm. And um, it's something about, bro. This is what I'm saying. Like you're getting, we get excited about stuff that we never would. It's like I see these clean fucking lines, and the guy, I mean, my buddy, uh, was grilling. I'm like, I just wanted to get in there, you know. I just wanted to just fucking just just put my little little finesse on it because I like grilling genuinely. So what were you gonna say, Mike? Well, I was gonna say you can get replacement um, little fat protector thingies i don't know what those are called but if you know the, like the manufacturer um of the grill that you have i respect getting a new grill because it's cooler and nicer and whatever but you can get replacements of those um because those are typically one of the first things to go on a grill 
because it does it catches all the all the shit right yeah my dad left me this grill and i'm gonna clean it up i usually clean the the bars and i clean that part but now it's at a point now that there's no matter how much i scrape it's not the same it does look a lot better once i you know you know go through the motions do the whole process but it's a lot of work and i just haven't owned uh, my own grill that I've purchased, it's always been given to me, you know, my dad's into grilling too. Um, I think it's time, man, get a bigger one. That's just longer. Just I guess if it's just a longer grill. This one's pretty small and compact, but it does the job. But yeah, dude, I think I'm ready. So I think that's what I'm going to be buying this summer for sure. Um, just get a dope one, dude. I, and I see all these fucking cool, fancy ones, dude, that have all this technology with them. I'm mm-hmm. also tempted on going the extra route and spending a couple hundred bucks on one, man. Cause the way I use it a lot, it's something that I use, yeah. you know, it's like, if, if I was a person that barely use it, it probably wouldn't even be worth it, but I love it, man. It's like chicken steak, even fish, like sa- salmon, you can put it on there and just you, the way you prepare it, you can make it really, really good. Um, you need a grill in Florida. I mean, it's, no. it's that time of year. It does make a massive difference, even especially Dave's stuff that like, you're no. using. If you're using um, like a, like a cheap rental house oven or stove compared to the oven stove combo that we have here, massive difference. Cause we have like a nice stove here and the, we have a glass cooktop. It's very nice. Water heats up quickly it boils quickly. It actually boils. The old one didn't, you just basically waited till it steamed and then like, and then you could use it. But same thing goes for a grill, man. If you get like a nice grill, somebody who actually grills knows the difference because there's, there's a big fucking difference. And then you can get all sorts of different attachments going You can get a fucking uh, a griddle attachment. You can get some fucking cast iron skillets to throw in that bitch. Oh man. I'm getting all excited now. Dude, Sounds like I, it. Have you, have you used uh, one of those in the communities, like the the apartment communities where they're by the pool? Dude, yeah. I hate using those things because like you can't gauge the fire well. And it, I, I luckily I know how to like look at something. And at this point, you can kind of guess and be somewhat on point intuitively. Yep. But dude, it's just fucking it's annoying. And like, I don't know, there's a people that I know that also go to the extent of using, you know, just charcoal. They're like they're charcoal grillers, which I also my respects because that's a process. The only annoying part about them is that they just take forever to prep at times to get yeah. them. I use a gas grill. It just works more convenient. It, you get to, you know, you get on, you get it quick. If I need to cook something in a matter of like less than 30 minutes, it heats up. Boom, boom, boom. We're ready to go. It's flip, flip, flip. Let's go eat. You have a good grilled meal. Um, yeah, it was like snobs were like you got to go with the taste and stuff, and I'm like, you cook yeah. like fucking once a month. Like, <laughs> I I grill almost every day, so it's I need something that's fast and convenient. Yeah, I mean, char charcoal's kind of an art form. You got to get it down. You got to have the right conditions. And once you learn, like, I don't know, I, it, it's one of those things. Like, once you learn how to do it, it it can be a process. You just have to start it sooner and get yourself into the right position. But at the same time, like. I grew up watching King of the Hill and I know for a fact that if Hank Hill walked into my house and I had a charcoal grill, I know he's a fictional character, but that doesn't fucking matter. He'd be very upset with me because propane, it's a cleaner, more consistent burn. I don't know. It just, it's superior. Is it, is it, is it, is it considered just, I mean, it makes sense. Put the dial on. It's a consistent stream of 
the same gas, you get the same amount of heat. I mean, it's just, it's, it's more consistent, you know, there's with charcoal, with any sort of like burning substance, how windy is it that day? That could change things a little bit. How much lighter fluid, all, you know, how much charcoal is in there? I mean, it makes a, a difference. So yeah, it does. Now, if you get somebody that had like really knows what the fuck they're doing with a charcoal grill, you can definitely taste a difference. I mean, it, it imprints that, that smoky flavor to it, but I don't know. I just, I like propane. Yeah. As far as the convenience, dude, it's just better. In my opinion, cooking's an art, man. It's like, I don't, I'm not that great. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm like, man, I'm a mind blowing cook, but dude, my food, my food tastes, my food slaps dog. Like I'm not going to even front. Like it's, (laughs) I I know I get a little excited there and I'm even get a little, my, my, my old Jersey inside comes out, but it, it literally, it's when I grill, I take such pride in my little X's, the details. I get mad when someone puts the steak the wrong way on the grill. I'm like, that's not, that's not, no, flip it. Turn it just diagonally, just a little, just like yeah. that. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> I got one when, when I first got got here and a couple years back, I use it maybe a handful of times. Totally yeah. not a griller. No. I mean, like, will I have it? Yes, I would. I would eat that that type of food. But would I want to do that? No. Anytime I want to have, like, for instance, uh, you mentioned any kind of like steak or something like that, just cook it on the stove. Mm-hmm. I'd rather that. Yeah, I, uh, I've been actually fucking with a uh, cast iron skillet for steaks lately. And that is actually a science as well, because you could easily ruin a steak. Um, oh, you can. Even beforehand, you yeah. know, you got to make sure you got to get uh, all the herbs mm-hmm. and the butter and just, you know, tilt yeah. the, the pan and then just baste it. Baste so. it. Hell yeah. Yeah, we've been doing that. Um, I've, been, I've actually been brining it with salt for like a couple hours beforehand. So the salt gets like reabsorbed in and then you baste it with like a rosemary thyme butter mixture with some garlic oh man i'm getting fucking hungry oh man that's so good so tasty anyhow (laughs) next level cooking next level cooking show i think we just have to do an episode of just throwing it down um i'm getting inspired makes me want to just do something productive but i'm eating boring food right now i'm still kind of maintaining my calories under control I'm basically ready for this trip, man. I feel good. I'm actually going to do my measurements on the, 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 tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. Gabe, I'll let you know what my measurements and Mike, I'll let you guys know. Um, to be honest, the last couple of weeks since my birthday week, um, I kind of stopped tracking as aggressively. This is the, this is the thing, man. Like I'll be, I'll be completely honest. My mindset with work has been so focused as well as like um, just the other things that I've, you know, other responsibilities that I've had. And also I did not tell myself I wasn't not going to enjoy my birthday week uh, because of this. Um, I did plan accordingly because I just intuitively do things now with that, but it goes to show, bro. Like I was reading something that kind of made me think like, you know what? Yeah. Just, I care about looking a certain way and being in shape just for me. But then I also saw a post, I think it was Jordan side. He does this every so often. It's like, no one, the only, the, no one cares if you have six pack abs. Like I could have shown, I could show up to this trip shredded as hell, but I'm like, eh, it's, it's cool. Um, I feel like damn, but at the same time, like no one cares. I'm going to enjoy the trip. It's the same. Like, it doesn't really matter at this point. Like, obviously I don't want to go in there 
like I never let myself get to a certain point, but yeah, I was just like, let me just loosen up a bit. I'm kind of not having fun at this point. My joints are aching. Everything kind of hurts. Like, it's just, I, I was just struck. I told you guys I was going through it, dude. Like it felt like one thing after another was just getting slapped on me. So I'm actually at a good place right now. I feel strong. I feel full. Um, and yeah, I'm just ready to relax, but Mike, you had, I heard you guys talking before I got on um, with to join you guys for the podcast was some stuff you wanted to talk about today. And I thought was good, um, but I want you to kind of take the wheel on this for us and lead the way. Yeah, actually um, I'm going to take a page out of uh, Gabe's book and put a little analogy on this one as well. So uh, basically what we're going to talk about today is um, doing too much too quickly. So what we mean by that is you just decided you want to lose weight or start working out or have a lifestyle change of some kind. Rather than making small steps, you get a gym membership, you start running every day, you completely change your diet to nothing but chicken, broccoli, and rice. Um, you divorce your husband and you get all of these supplements. Like you're just making all these massive changes overnight. I, I don't know why I threw divorce in there, but sometimes it happens. <laughs> um, so basically here comes the analogy from Gabe's book. Um, think of it as like ingredients on a cooking list. You're, you're making a recipe. Um, oftentimes you have to add things in, in a certain order. If you put in the stuff that cooks quickly in with the stuff that cooks over uh, you know an hour or two, the stuff that gets done super quick is going to be super mushy and non-existent there. It's basically you're adding too many ingredients at once and you're, you're ruining your beef stew essentially. Um, so that's generally what we're talking about today. Not beef stew exercise. Gabe used, Gabe used this analogy. When? Yeah. <laughs> when is this? I don't, I, I, I don't know when you're talking about. Maybe I dreamed about it. Perhaps. I don't know. I'm like listening. I'm like, I don't um, think he ever said this specifically. The one I think of when Gabe says that's a good one, it basically lines up what you're saying, Mike, is um, if you salt your food, you over you overdo it with salt, you basically ruin your dish, right? You, you can always, if you just add a little bit, you can always add more um, to get it just right. Um, so it's, it goes from the same, same place of, you know, if you try to blast yourself within a, a multiple days a week, very intense exercise where you're crippled, sore, your excessive cardio, you drastically cut calories, you're gonna just like overkill the body to a point where sure, you're gonna have a nice response at first, where you're gonna think that you're doing everything right. And you're, 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 you have the best plan in the world. But then as quickly as those things happen, you hit a hard wall. And then you have nowhere to go. You've oversalted your food um, versus if you go nice and easy, nice and slow. Um, if you so, ha you know, for the most part, if you're new or if you for the most people that just want to see some progressive change, you can go very little and slow at first. And if you feel like, OK, I'm I'm not sore whatsoever, um, but I feel like I can add a little more Then push just a little bit forward. And then you can maybe see, okay, now I'm responding or, okay, I can still add a little bit more exercise. I can add maybe an extra day. Maybe I can add a little bit more movement throughout my day, whatever, or I can make some adjustments to my nutrition. If you make just a subtle tweak, you can easily gauge things and see what's working. What's not um, just like if you need more salt on your plate, 
sprinkle a little bit more and just get it to that nice sweet spot where you're actually enjoying the process where things are working out for you because you know it's like we said you can always add more it's very hard to pull back from something so you know gabe i don't know what you think well i think what uh what, what mike was alluding to just an analogy not that one in particular i think that's what he meant by taking a page out of my book um but th- this one actually, it's it sounds familiar because I just got a I just signed a new client, and he was telling me about his past experience with the trainer and what he what they were doing before, and they were doing like a shit ton of stuff, like they were training for like about uh, on a, doing some type of cardio for like about an hour prior to training, then training for like about an hour, then again on the cardio for like another hour, just right off the jump. And constantly doing that. So he was just telling about everything that he was doing. And he was just saying like, hey, you know, I barely saw any kind of changes from this. And I was just like, well, you're just throwing like a shit ton of stuff at yourself. And you're like overstressing the body or oversalting your food where it's too much too soon, as opposed to just slowly start to gra- gradually increase on that. Um, he did also mention that it was a time when he had, multi- you know, in, uh, a, a flexible schedule to um, in order to add this. And it wasn't uh, an issue. But just because you have all this all this time to train and to and to move doesn't mean that you should just go ahead and run and you know lift weights till you puke and then barely walk out and then you're super tired and sore and and, and, and it's just totally jacking yourself up. So that's exactly what you're doing, not in the way that you want to be. I mean, you want to be jacked. You don't want to jack yourself up. So this uh, <laughs> correct, right? So, yeah, so this and this leads me to that. And then once I started to kind of break it down to him and let him know, OK, well, this was the reason as to why your body, you just it, they can't discern stress from from the type of this, what you're adding to lack of sleep, to the stress that you get from work. You know, sure, they all affect your body in a slightly varying degrees, but it's still a stress on the body nonetheless. So I said you were doing way too much and we need to just slowly start the process. And it's a, it's, it's, he's, he got it from when I, the way that I explained to him, but I think I still need to explain a little bit further because then he was just saying, okay, I'm going to also outside of our training days, you know, I gave him a program to follow and he's like, okay, I'll also do cardio and some hit work and all of this kind of stuff. And I was just like, okay, well, just like, that's just another conversation for us to have um, when we see each other and continuing to educate uh, as to see what's the like you guys mentioned the sweet spot as uh, for enough activity but not too much yeah i actually uh, i get this a lot um being uh, more exposed to general population people kind of randomly assigned general population people um this is a very very common problem where people want to make huge huge changes all at once and you know maybe Maybe after a year or two, this sort of change is what your life will look like, but doing it overnight, 99% of the time is just not sustainable for somebody. It's way too drastic of a change for someone to actually sustain. Um, Now, I actually, before I get to the point that I was going to make, whenever I have somebody that, um, you know, I give them their training routine and they're looking for like extra stuff to do on their own, they want to do hit or cardio or whatever. Cardio is fine. I'll never tell anybody not to do that. I'll just kind of warn them about it, but I'll be like, okay, like I'll give you a little like circuit that you can do, but I make it like a, like a mobility um, and kind of form focused circuit where we're, we're doing like slow tempo squats and like prone cobras and, you know, things that are like going to benefit them, but they'll also be 
you know, in rapid succession, it, it turns into a pretty decent workout. So I'm kind of getting what I want out of them and they're getting that out of breath, exhausted workout that they're looking for after a couple of rounds. So I don't know. That's just my own little way of doing it. But um, I, I like something that Jonathan said, um, and I'm going to kind of reiterate that a little bit. So if you're making all of these big changes overnight and you get some result, we'll just assume that you can actually maintain this for an extended period of time. And you're getting results out of this. Maybe those results are actually only coming from one of those changes, I mean, we don't know because you changed so much all at once. So basically what you're doing is you're manipulating too many variables at the same time, and you're not knowing which one in particular is causing the change or most of the change. So that's why I prefer to do it this way because it gives us more information. Maybe you don't need to eat nothing but chicken, broccoli, and rice. Maybe your issue was just... I needed to exercise a little bit and I needed to drink more water or sleep better. Maybe it was those things and your diet was perfectly fine. You didn't need to change anything from there. So it kind of gives you more information and it allows you to possibly suffer less through the process, which tends to make people stick to it a little bit longer. I like the same as Gabe that's having a new client. I do have someone that's, they just did, they just basically are going to complete their second week of coaching. Um, Super excited for her because she came into the gym, basically flat out telling me she hates the gym. And I think that's going to turn around really quickly. Um, First couple sessions of these so far, we've just practiced, you know, very basic fundamental movements to see how she does. And she's actually, for someone that never has had structured exercise, she's in a very good place naturally. The way she moves, lower body, uh, she gets the, the form and technique down. She actually puts in effort. And uh, obviously, first session, you know, sore. And we really didn't do much. We literally did three exercises, I want to say. Um, focus a lot on just teaching her the proper uh process of getting ready for a workout with Mike says like mobility, putting in, you know, some things that she can practice at home on a daily that I know it's going to help her. And that she also feels like she's doing something, which is totally productive for her body. Um, I could have easily tried to old me. I told her, um, you're lucky you met me now versus when you met me back when I first started, because my poor clients, they went through it and she's like, you know, I'm assuming they got results very fast. I'm like, they did very quick uh, weight drops, but um, I experienced these very hard plateaus to overcome, you know, and I don't want that for you. I want you to be able to continue to see progress um, and not overkill the body if we don't need to. And literally she was sore for what she did. Um, it wasn't horrible where she was agonizing and couldn't function. It was just enough. And then by the end, by so far this week, it's been, this is her second week tomorrow. I see her again. And she will be uh, going through an, a little bit more. We add a little bit more each time. We've added a couple new exercises every time she comes in, maybe one or two at best. And she's at a point now where her soreness level is, bar- is very very minimal to barely anything. But she can. T- we've doubled her weight on some of her exercises. And this is what I'm saying about taking it nice and easy because what she's going to start to experience is that we start easily getting into the harder stuff, easily increasing the intensity. And little by little, she'll have this full-blown program um, that she's going to be following. 
And the best part is, is that she's going to be ready for it versus trying to throw a client right away into this really structured program um, with all these specific variables, specific rest periods, specific tempo and all this stuff. And sure, scientifically it works and you will be super sore. It's super hard to do. But my point, my, my goal is, I told her, my goal is not to get you sore for just to get you sore. My goal is to give you just the perfect effective dose that you need um, and no more, no less. And that to me, I told her is I can now, I'm much better at gauging that. Um, and I can, I asked her like, how hard was this exercise? She told me uh, a seven or something like that. I knew it wasn't a seven. That shit was like a four. And I'm like, are you sure? Cause I can tell, I can tell by her face. I can tell by the speed, the weight was moving. Yeah. She just laughed. She's like, I know you're going to bump it up. And I'm like, yep, exactly. Here we go. I'm going to move that up another notch. And I told this because you are ready. And I do want to keep you within this range. It doesn't have to be specific. It's just get you closer to this range and uh, push you a little bit, just enough. Cause I want you to feel like you are putting an effort if you're putting in effort, you're going to see kind of that, that, that progress, but it's going to be appropriate to you because I can do the same exercise you're doing. I'll just be, uh, I'll have to maybe lift a little bit more, but I can still get benefit from what you're doing. It's just going to depend on each body's individual variances that what's going to be appropriate for you. What's going to be appropriate for me, same routine, same kind of exercise base, but you know, the, F, the, the, the level of skill, the stability, coordination, what intensity, whatever you want to call it, all has, it's all going to depend. Um, so yeah, I could have overkilled this client and she would have probably been discouraged and not want to come back. She's probably, probably going to think that the gym is like a horrible place. All, it, all she thinks about is pain, but no, she leaves the gym because it's something hard, but doable. She leaves there feeling mentally stronger, um, happy with herself, proud of her efforts. And it's, it's something that she wants to come back. She literally looks forward to it. She leaves smiling. And that's something that, you know, I inspire for anyone in this fitness industry that's going through their journey is you want this to do better. If you do too much, it may, yeah, it might, for some people, it may be a sign of mental toughness and be like, I like this shit. I like this, you know, being the martyr. I love the hard beast mode, but a lot of people don't like that shit all the time. Sometimes you tell a client, Hey, we're going to get after today. And today is going to be all in your head today. I really want you to dig deep. I want you to get uncomfortable and that's our focus and we will be sore, but this is so rare that I ever do that, that it's specific. But other times my clients know that, Hey, I can see progress and not feel like I'm throwing up every session. Yeah. Like you mentioned, you take someone that has either, this is just their first uh, introduction to the gym or has had bad experiences with the gym before and be like, okay, we're going to do fix all these kind of crazy things. I need you to be here like two hours. I need you outside of our time to go ahead and run or do some other kind of cardio stuff for like another hour. And that person is going to be like, okay, cool. And that'll most likely be the last time that you've seen them. Or if they continue to go, then they just will eventually uh, stall out in their process. So it's just uh, just too much too soon and more is not better. Better is better. Yeah. Mike, you're going to say something? Uh, well, yeah, I was going to say um, a lot of the times, you know, I've had the person that doesn't like exercise, doesn't like the gym. Um, a lot of the times they don't like exercise or the gym because they think they have to kill themselves when they get there, you know, and then they get to see what you really need to do the right amount they see that it's an appropriate amount of work. It's not something that they leave where 
they can feel their heartbeat in their head and they're dead and they're dying of thirst and they can't breathe anymore. It's like, it's no, you feel like you worked out, you get a little endorphin rush and then you go about your day. It's not nearly as intense as what they had previously experienced, maybe with another trainer or with just what they were putting themselves through because they didn't know, because they didn't know. Um, so yeah, that was all I had to say. No, I like it. I think that this is something that all of us can even take, even if you're someone that's super advanced, doesn't, this doesn't even apply just to the beginner. If you're someone that's going through this, you've been there for years on and off, or you're pretty, you've been pretty consistent. You haven't completely fallen off. This is something that I have to tell myself. And I think that's why I was running into so many problems this last couple of times trying to do a cut is because I even, I was very clear that I, I did a couple bit of preparation for this, but not as good as I could have. I would have definitely spent more time really cleaning up the diet, really refeeding the body um, before pushing in a direction, because I know that we can force the body to go if we need to in a short amount of time, but you're going to run into roadblocks a lot more, you know, more consistent than if you take care of all the back work, all the non-exciting stuff, making sure you're moving well, making sure your shoulders feel healthy, your hips feel good, your knees feel good, basically covering all like all the maintenance, all the stuff that people don't see under the hood of the car. You want to make sure that everything's running before you start adding all these, you know, nice body kits, rims, spoilers, whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah. You want to make sure that your your if your timing chain is fucking falling off, then you can have the nicest rims on the car, but the car ain't moving. So it's like, I didn't do as good as I could. So I firsthand experience achy joints, my knees tracking, my back was a little tight. It's just, I was, um, I knew better. Obviously, I still was able to make some progress because of the consistency element, but I always tell someone, do you, do you want this to be a grind all the time? Or do you want this to be a pretty smooth journey? Like you're going to see some challenge. Of course, it's never going to be just that easy, but if you get the body healthy, we've talked about this in other episodes, get the body, right? Dude does exactly what it needs to do. It's going to tell you, Hey, I need more of this based on how it feels. You should not be in pain all the time obviously life happens accidents you name it some people live like you know this constant nagging thing for the rest of their lives but for the most part you know you should be able to you know push yourself be at that appropriate dose i did too much at certain days days that i could have taken a little bit easy days i could have focused more on my sleep but obviously i know this i scaled back that's why this last week i didn't push harder i could have pushed harder i could have cut back more if i really was super focused on this, but I'm like, you know what? I'm not this, this one vacation. I feel good enough where I feel great uh, being without a shirt, enjoying my trip and for what it is, but I'm going to come back and my life is going to continue. And this doesn't mean I'm just going to stop working out. No, I'm just keep getting better. And my goal is to continue to pursue other things. Um, fitness is forever. And I think if you look at it like this, you stop making all these drastic shifts that feel like you're grinding and it's it's uh, 75 days hard and just like all these, like all these modalities that you just do temporarily. Sure. They have mental benefits. Yes. But when you understand that you can still do hard shit, but that's appropriate and you're going to see results. Cause I think that like, what's the, my thing is always, I always ask a client, what's the point of going so hard and doing so much. If your return on that investment is so small versus I want to do the appropriate amount of work trained very effectively and smart 
And if I can get an extra day off in the week, why not? If I can, but I'm going to be seeing a good return on my investment there and my body's response, I'm going to take it. And I, that's one thing that I think all of us have really learned in the last couple of years. And we've scaled back. We talked about on a couple episodes about all the hard shit that we used to do that, like all the crazy workouts and the intensity. And did we see change? Yeah. But we also say we saw great change also doing in the other direction, being smart, slowly scaling, pulling back when we need to sleeping that extra night and taking the day off if we needed it. And our bodies were stronger, felt better. It's just crazy how that works, but it's a hard message to sell because it's hard to package that up and put that in front of somebody and be like, yeah, two to three days a week of weight training, lots of sleep, daily walks, stretch out once a day. That's not hard to sell versus like, it's harder to sell versus you hear like run every day and, 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 and eat no sugar and just fucking two hour workouts and just cardio circuit training, jump up and down off a box. People are like, fuck, that looks hard, but I'm, I'm in. And you just go into it and you're sold. And they're coming out of their, like, you know, the memes that um, you see that Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger were in there and then you're like a little emergency yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. hospital beds and they're just all beat up after they just, you're just fist bumping that person that just suffered unnecessary, you know, for no reason with you. But um, in the long term, guys, it's, it's trained smarter, not harder. I think that's kind of like the, the big bulk of this message where we're coming from. Yeah, because if you do see any kind of changes from going hard or going crazy, and if we the changes that we saw, it was in spite of it, not because of it. So don't uh, don't don't just chase that for no for for no damn reason. Yeah. Um, anything else that we can add to this topic? I think this is kind of something we preach a lot in our style of how we approach fitness. Um, yeah, guys, it's about. It's always, and this is with anything, honestly, do exactly what you need to do. Be a be effective. It's not always, even with like your own pursuits, like your own people that just study super hard excessively and they're super tired. Are you really retaining? How about you take that extra quick little 20 minute, 30 minute power nap and then focus all you can and take these little breaks and study when you need to study and be effective. It's, I think it's more about being effective here. It's not so much just how hard can I outwork this other person? Yes, there needs to be hard work involved. It's not about being a lazy ass, but if you're working so hard and like I said, you're spinning your wheels, the, the needle barely is moving forward. It's like, we just got to reassess this mentality because we're glorifying a lot of times these, these anomalies, and a lot of us are average people. Sorry to break it to you. We're all average for the most part. So um, like Mark Manson says in one of his books, like you're not special. Like, <laughs> it's like stop thinking that you're like this unique anomaly that's like going to be the next, I don't know, like the person that you admire. And, and the truth to be told is that you don't want that life. You know, you don't want the life that you think that you see from these athletes. It's, it's a not, it's, it's, it's a very, where there's that gain that they got, there's a sacrifice where they lost something else and another part of them. So life is very enjoyable if you make it be. So um, that's all from my part. Um, if you guys have anything else to add, if not, you guys do your thing. Well, yeah, I was just going to add, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of understandable why this kind of stuff happens, just given the state of the fitness world. You know, the most likes on Instagram goes to the flashy shit. It's not the, you know, three sets of eight to 12 on like a, a squat or something like that. It's the flying back step lunge into 
karate kick with the kettlebell somehow worked in there. It's, it's all the flashy stuff. So plus we have, you know, the go hard mentality, the, the 70 to five days hard or whatever. And it's, it's, it's kind of drilled into you. So that's kind of like what you expect. Um, but that's all I have to add. Just that. <laughs> I actually um, just like talking about like someone posting their crazy workouts. Our good friend uh, Martin Silva was posting his light light squats he was doing. It was I think it was only like a one thirty five pound squat or something like that, and he was just posting light, just focusing on his form, practicing the mechanics. He probably won't get as many likes on that post than if he was to post uh, one of him maxing out on a PR without his shirt on, just with a massive pump and just like with some crazy music in the background. It's just how we're wired. But I think that if you can listen to some everyday dudes just going through it and just you can tell that we don't do shit right all the time. Like I just said, I sort of fucked up. I mean, I wasn't doing it the most effective way. Did I do it? Yes. Did I was it the smartest? And would I recommend it? Could have been better. Word. You actually just reminded me. I, I haven't seen. Uh, I, I was creeping on Jordan Shallow's uh, Instagram. Haven't really seen him recently. So I was like going through he was doing this, this one-legged complex movement. Um, it, it, there was a, it was like a single leg RDL into like a backstep lunge with stabilization. There was probably something else in there that I'm missing, but he was on one leg the whole time. And he was as stable as I would be on two legs on a good day. And then I like really pay attention. This dude's holding a hundred pound dumbbell while he's doing it. Oh my <laughs> Bro, what in the fuck are you doing? Um, but yeah, so Jordan Shallow, go check him out. He's fucking amazing. Very, very smart. Smarter than you can probably understand. But he's like what, yes. 29, 28, 30 uh, years old? Like he's just not even that old. Young. And the guy, the guy is like brilliant, dude. Yeah, and freakishly strong. Um both. But yeah, actually, on it's this great transition because he's also a chiropractor. Um, but I, you know, you guys know I I go to a chiropractor. Um Starting off, I was a little bit skeptical, right? But now I stand corrected. <laughs> great, great transition. That yes. was buttery. Crack me up. <laughs> Knee slapper. <laughs> so, um, you know that uh, lions can never really apologize to each other because it takes them a long time to swallow their pride. <laughs> mm. That was juicy. I get it now. Maybe if they're cannibals. I, yeah. I, I got one. I got, I got one, guys. I got oh, one. Wait for me. Wait for me. It's coming right now. I feel the coming. So, Mike, I'm just going to use your name. Why didn't Mike knock on the fridge? Because there might have been sal- a salad dressing. Boom, mic drop. I'm out of yeah. here. Drop you guys been great. You guys All been right. great on the next level show. Catch us next time. <laughs> just like going to be those comedians, just like exit out with a dramatic effect. But no, on a serious note, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and always supporting the podcast and what we do. If you guys like this information, always feel free to screenshot, share this uh, with anyone that needs to hear this or just put it out there, tag us so we can say thank you just for the simple fact of, you know, taking the time to do so. And with that being said, until the next one. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go to leave us a five-star rating and review. That simply helps us get out in front of more people as well as follow us on Facebook at the Next Level Show private 
forum. Check us out on Instagram as well at the next level show. My personal page is at John Alva Fitness. Gabe is at Prime and Glory. And Mike is at Mike Nellis P.